Welcome to the Slobbering Hog. Well, game one is in the books. And you know what I smell? What do you smell? I smell burnt popcorn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those of you that listened to last week's podcast, you know what I'm talking about. The bear cat that smells like buttered popcorn now smells like burnt popcorn. Great win over a ranked opponent. Isn't that a sign of a medical condition? I don't like know. Having is it? a stroke or something? I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if you say so. Uh, what a great atmosphere in Fayetteville. I wish I could have been there. Oh, a 31-24 win over the Cincinnati Bearcats. And I got to say, Aaliyah's pick was closer than my pick last week. But I've got to give um, respect to Chance Estridge, who hit it on the money. Picked the score exactly, 31-24. So way to go, Chance. We do appreciate those that have listened. Um, it's been fun for us to do the podcast the, thus far, and it brings us uh, enjoyment knowing that there are others that are tuning in. If you'd like to reach out to us through email, theslobberandhog at gmail.com. And one of these days, Aliyah is going to get our social media stuff up and going. <laughs> okay, so tonight we will review a bit of the Cincinnati game, but we'll also look ahead to the South Carolina game. So um, let's start by introducing South Carolina in a slobbering hog kind of way. Um, oh, hold on. Cincinnati just had another helmet pop off. Now, if you watch the game, you know what I'm talking about. What was the deal with all the helmets coming off? <laughs> it had to be probably 11, 12 times that the helmets of the Cincinnati players popped off. I don't know what was up with that, but surely we won't go through that again this week. Um Saturday's game, 11 a.m. Uh, Central Time on ESPN. I'm excited about it. Game day will end and will flow straight in to the Arkansas-South Carolina game. Um, and um, obviously, South Carolina is a conference foe, unlike Cincinnati, um, from the SEC East. Um, I, I noticed that the last three times that Arkansas and South Carolina have met, South Carolina's won. And frankly, that made me want to throw up when I read that. Um, that's ridiculous. Um, the three wins is the longest streak that either team has had in the series. Uh, so, you know, surely this means that the streak will be over Saturday. It's time to turn the tide. I, I would say so. Uh, the overall win-loss record between Arkansas and South Carolina. Arkansas has beaten South Carolina 13 times. South Carolina's won 10 games against Arkansas. Um, of course, the coach of South Carolina is Shane Beamer. The He was new last year and went 7-6 and six for South Carolina, which was actually an improvement over their previous season. And he's 1-0 to start the, start the year this year. Uh, the son of legendary coach Frank Beamer of, of course, Leah, you know what – what team he was the coach of, right? I have no earthly idea. Virginia Tech, and their mascot is? No clue. The Hokies. The Hokies? Yes. What is that supposed to be? I don't know. But anyways, um, interestingly, Shane Beamer once coached with Sam Pittman on the Georgia staff, so they, they know each other well, and, and, and Pittman speaks well of 
Beamer. Will they have an insight on how the other one plays? I would guess they they would know some know some things about each other. Of course, with scouting, they they probably know a lot. Um, South Carolina is, of course, in Columbia, South Carolina, and um, so we move from last week. We talked about Cincinnati to now Columbia. Um, Cincinnati, of course, we learned was the namesake of a Roman general. Yes, the and Cincinnati statesman. dude. Yeah, Cincinnati dude. That's that's great. <laughs> and of course, Columbia is named for Christopher Columbus. <laughs> yes, yes, Christopher Columbus. So we move from a Roman statesman and general to an Italian explorer. So we're sticking with the it's Italian guys. By Spain. Yeah, he was. He was. Um, so the mascot for the for South Carolina is the Gamecocks. Yeah, kind of a strange mascot. Oh yeah, it, it's very much a strange mascot. It's supposed to be more vicious than your standard hen, though. I would hope so. <laughs> they are um, they are genetically from the wild red jungle fowl. Wild red jungle fowl. Never heard of that before. Yeah, I hadn't either. <laughs> <laughs> But um, they are the breed that are used in cockfighting. Yeah, so. yeah. So named for a rooster, bred and equipped for fighting other roosters to the death. They have nat- They naturally have spurs on their feet. Of course, they 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 would equip them with metal spurs on top of that yes, for fighting. Yes, which I read is actually more humane than their natural spurs. Oh, didn't know that because generally they will fight to the death. And the metal spurs make it quicker. Oh, okay. So did you know that there's a magazine for cockfighting that's no. still published in South Carolina? Really? Um, yeah, I was surprised by that. Despite the fact that the cockfighting actually became illegal in South Carolina in 1887. So, um, Man, very publicized illegal activity. Yeah, yeah. The word is this sport actually goes back to um, like a couple thousand years before Christ. So uh, apparently it's been going on for quite some time. Um, I read that it's considered one of the very first sporting events. Yeah, really, really. Um, yeah, history says that George Washington, Andrew Jackson, and Abraham Lincoln all like to go to, to watch <laughs> cockfighting, which in an interesting twist, we've had a mention of George Washington in both of our podcasts uh, when we highlight the yeah. opponent. Cincinnati, or George Washington was known as America's Cincinnatius. And George Washington apparently went to cockfight. So I've, I wonder if maybe we'll play six degrees of separation from George Washington throughout the rest of the, <laughs> of the season as we talk about the opponents. Um, uh, so I'm thinking a hog versus a chicken. Oh, the hog. Definitely. Definitely. While Arkansas was beating Cincinnati last week, South Carolina was beating Georgia State. They won 35 to 14 over the Sun Belt opponent, Georgia State. Um, and, I, and I've actually watched both games. And, um, and my uh, What the Hog tonight starts off from some observations from those games. Um, right off the bat, it's, I couldn't help but notice that the South Carolina team played Beamer Ball. Um, and Aaliyah, I'm sure you don't know what Beamer Ball is, but. <laughs> 
Frank Beamer, the the dad of Shane Beamer, he was his he was known for being a great special teams coach and really emphasizing special teams. So the kicking game, the return game, and they called it Beamer Ball because so many games came down to those special teams plays and his teams were always really prepared. Well, last week against Georgia State, South Carolina blocked two punts for touchdowns. They had two field goals over 50 yards and they had a successful faked field goal field goal and a, a successful lengthy punt return. So Beamer ball is back in session apparently. Um, and so that's my first, what the hog eh, a little bit concerning, uh, Arkansas special teams were solid, but not great last week. So hopefully they don't hurt us too badly in the special teams department. How about you, Leah? What's your, what the hog? Um, my what the hog is like I predicted last week, it took the Razorbacks a while to get the offensive um rolling. Yeah. Um are you concerned that that'll be the case this coming week? A little, yeah. Um I'm hoping they'll prove me wrong and they'll get a lot more comfortable on offense and um getting the ball moving, but. All right. Um, I almost fell asleep while you were talking. No energy. Come on. Give me some energy. <laughs> um, what kind of energy do you want? <laughs> animation. So my, my second, what the hog is um, Spencer Rattler, the, the quarterback for um, South Carolina. What a, what a cool name. Rattler. That, that's an interesting. Sounds interesting. Yep. Um, I like rattlesnakes. <laughs> I don't, but <laughs> but they are neat to look at. Spencer Radler and the South Carolina wide receivers. I am a bit concerned on how the matchup is going to go versus Arkansas Arkansas's defensive backs. Um, first of all, two of our defensive backs are injured, and we don't know whether they're going to be available for this game. And they're both really good players, Jalen Catalan and Miles Slusher. Um, with those two guys potentially out, and Kari Johnson and um, um, Jaden Johnson uh, being the the ones on tap to replace them, the, the depth and the drop-off concern me. And that's on top of the fact that Arkansas's D-backs didn't play all that great in the game against Cincinnati. As I went back over the game, I noticed lots of missed tackles, um, several times where they they, they really misplayed uh, the, the receiver, and um, sometimes they were just flat-out burned. Thankfully, the quarterback for Cincinnati – missed some of his receivers over top. Um, but those things um, make me think that Spencer Rattler and the South Carolina wide receivers are probably licking their chops to go against Arkansas's DBs. Um, also, we've got to have better blocking. Our offensive line had some times where we did real well, but um, not consistent enough. And, and, I can't help but being concerned about the back seven for South Carolina's defense. Um, they they have experience. They have Cam Smith, who's regarded as a, a probable NFL um, um, uh, pick next year. Um, they they have returning starters. They have super seniors in the back seven. And, and against Georgia State, they only gave up 111 yards passing on seven for 29 um, uh, passing by the quarterback for Georgia State. So I can't help but be a little bit concerned about the uh, the Arkansas, um, well, the, the ability to, uh, to, um, to throw against the back seven for South Carolina. Okay, mo- moving on to great expectations. 
Um, uh, let's start with you, Aaliyah. What, what is your great expectation? Um, Trey Knox, he performed well in the game against Cincinnati, and um, he scored two touchdowns. Yeah, so used to be wide receiver, now a tight end. Um, re- showed himself to be reliable and one of uh, KJ Jefferson's favorite um, targets during the game. And, and one of my great expectations flows right from that because I highlighted KJ Jefferson earlier in the season, but it, it seemed like he was taking another step in that Cincinnati game. 18 of 26, 223 yards passing, two touchdowns, 62 yards rushing, and one touchdown on the ground. Um, I, I love the fact that KJ, he looked composed and he looked tough. And I'm looking forward to him taking even another step in the upcoming game. Word has it that we may get Dominique Johnson back at uh, running back too. So that's that's a great expectation for me. Um, what about the transfers for Arkansas? All the players that showed up big that weren't on the team last year. You got uh, Nudie, uh, uh, McLeathern caught that big interception early in the game. Cincinnati was moving the ball and, and McLeathern intercepted the pass and went 51 yards. Domin- uh, Jordan Dominic, uh, he's the he's been declared the SEC defensive lineman of the week because he had that forced fumble on a sack and re- fumble recovery. Um, Landon Jackson was in the backfield. He he got some sacks and some stops. Matt Landers, the wide receiver, uh, speedy and 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 reliable. Terry Hampton plugging up the middle on the defensive line. Jordan Hazelwood with some receptions and and even. Uh, uh, Latavius Brini to to a lesser extent playing safety. So all of these transfers really showed up. And uh, I'll mention another in a moment. Before I get to that, though, great expectation, bumper pull, old reliable. I mentioned him earlier in uh, in a podcast, but he was he is the reigning SEC defensive player of the week because he got 13 tackles in the game. Again, we can count on bumper as long as he's not injured. And what about the Sanders brothers? course not brothers but rocket sanders on offense he, he he ran well 117 yards rushing 12 yards receiving and and he has improved his stiff arm and his moves and then you got drew sanders on the defensive side another transfer the linebacker had five tackles in one sack and i loved his swim move that got him into the backfield so how about the sanders um and rashad dubinian what a surprise man that guy was quick he was shifty I look forward to seeing him get more carries as we go. Um, my ultimate great expectation, though, for the game is our running game again versus South Carolina's running defense. Our running backs and offensive linemen, they're going to eat them up. Um, listen to the Chick-fil-A cows, guys. We, we're going to eat more chicken on Saturday. <laughs> South Carolina gave up 200 yards rushing against Georgia State. Listen, Arkansas is not Georgia State, and no disrespect to Georgia State. I know they're solid for a Sunbelt team, and they, they have a good rushing team. But 200 yards against the South Carolina defensive line, Arkansas is going to show up and show out on Saturday. Okay, so moving on to our pros and Joes, um, we'll talk a few predictions. Ali and I will make our predictions. Um, the spread for Saturday, last I saw, is 8.5 points. So Vegas is saying that Arkansas is more than a touchdown favorite. Um, and uh, I, I sampled what the pros are saying with their predictions for the game. And as always, I averaged them out, and the synthesis of all the scores says the pros say Arkansas 33, 
South Carolina, 22. How about the Joes? As I averaged out all of the scores that came in via my social media, the Joes average out to Arkansas, 33, and South Carolina, 23. So yet again, the averages of the pros and the averages of the Joes are almost identical. Pros 33-22, Joes 33-23. Pretty amazing how how even it's coming out almost every time. Now, last week, the pros said 28-20 and the Joes said 30-20. The actual ended up being 31-24, so pretty close. Mine was 34-20 and Aaliyah's, I'm sorry, that was Aaliyah's, 34-20 and mine was 30-17. So uh, all of us got, got pretty close. I'm hoping that they're pretty close again and Arkansas wins. Um, and actually covers the spread. Now, the most favorable score prediction from the pros for South Carolina was Arkansas winning 26 to 20. The most favorable for Arkansas from the pros was Arkansas winning 34 to 17 or 38 to 21, a 17 point spread. Now, for the, the Joes, the most favorable score for South Carolina was 21 to 18 in favor of Arkansas. And the most favorable for Arkansas was 38 to 17 in favor of Arkansas. And word has it, those two predictions came from the same household. I won't tell you who picked what, but (laughs) mother and daughter, you know who you are. Now, my pick for this week, hold up. Let me get Aaliyah's pick. What's Aaliyah's pick for this week for the game? My pick is 32-17 Arkansas. 32-17. 17. Got to write that down. 32 to 17. And you envision the hogs destroying some chicken. Yes. 32 to 17. My pick, Arkansas 27, South Carolina 20. So we will see. I went a little below the um, the pros and Aaliyah was right in the zone of the pros, a little below in South Carolina score. So Okay. Um, you know, I'm supposed to go to Chick-fil-A tomorrow, so all right. eat more chicken. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Think of think of the game as you eat the chicken. Okay, so let's, uh, let's wrap up with when the slobber drops. Last week, we did our inaugural pick three. Aaliyah and I both went one and two. Aaliyah was right on the... Um, the uh, Oh, um, I've gone blank. Um, the the game, uh, well, I, I I can't remember now um, which which game she picked right. There was Florida and the Army. And no, Florida and Utah. We both were wrong. Um, Coastal Carolina and Army. I was wrong. You were. I, I was sorry. right. You were wrong. Yeah, and I said then, Army. Yeah, and then the other was Houston and UTSA. You were right on that one, and I was wrong. Of course, did you guys see that game went into? three overtimes. Um, so quite a game. Um, but anyways, this week's pick three is, um, I'm going to give you the games by the mascots like I did last week. Okay. Um, you ready? Yeah. Your first game is tigers at wildcats. The tigers at the wildcats. You're going with the tigers. Okay. If I'm picking based on mascot. Okay. Um, I'm going with the wildcats and, teams are Missouri and Kansas State. So um, you went with Missouri, I went with Kansas State. Okay, the next game... You said Tigers, I was thinking LSU. Too. Ah, well, the next game, Cyclones 
at the Hawkeyes. Ooh. Cyclones are not an animal mascot. It's true. Neither is a Hawkeye. True. But Hawkeye at least has a relation to an animal. Okay, I will pick Cyclones, natural disasters. <laughs> okay, and I'm actually going with the Hawkeyes. That is Iowa State at Iowa. And um, this is a rivalry game, so it could go either way. Um, for our final pick three, uh, we have the Cavaliers at the Fighting Illini. The Illini? That is correct. What is Illini? Illini is a Native American tribe. Okay. I'm going with Illini. Okay. I also went with the Fighting Illini. So um, we will. We did the same thing we did last week. We picked differently on two games and picked the same on one. We'll see how we fare um, for our final uh, part of the podcast. We are going to go over a Razorback memory. It is my memory again today. Um, I go back to September 13th, 2003. And yes, it's another me memory of Arkansas beating Texas. I just kind of <laughs> keep going back to that for some reason. On September 13th, 2003, Arkansas traveled to Austin, Texas and played um, the Longhorns, beat them 38 to 28. And the stars of the game were players like Matt Jones and Cedric Cobbs and George Wilson. I, I have the memory of Matt Jones running away from uh, Longhorn uh, secondary and, and leaving them in his dust. Of course, that was uh, repeated over and over and over again through Matt Jones' career. Um, so great game. But what makes it a Razorback memory for me is the unique circumstances surrounding the game. First of all, I was traveling for vacation during the game, uh, the game weekend. And actually, the, the morning of the game, we woke up in Abilene, Texas. So I was in Texas at kickoff time and I watched the first half in a hotel room in Abilene, Texas, cheering on the Razorbacks. I had to leave at halftime because it was checkout. So I ended up listening to the radio for the second half and listening to the Texas broadcast. First time I've ever listened to a Razorback game on the other team's broadcast, but it ended up being so much fun because Arkansas was beating Texas and I got to hear the pain in the broadcaster's <laughs> voice. So it was great. And, um, and of course, Arkansas won. Arkansas beat Texas. So, so uh, a great memory. It's also tied to a special memory for me because that was the last time my dad ever went on vacation with me. So my dad, my mom, my wife, and I, we went on a vacation out west to Texas Arizona, New Mexico, and uh, Oklahoma, and, and toured all four states and did a, did a lot of different things. But at that time, my father had Alzheimer's, and it was in the last uh, bit of the, uh, the time that he could still travel. And um, it was a challenging trip in some ways, but man, what great memories. Um, I'm so thankful we got to go. And so that game has a special place and a special memory. And on top of that, um, my wife and I, we were on an adventure to climb some of the tallest mountains in those states. And so we were uh, planning already to hike up the tallest mountain in New Mexico. That's called Wheeler Peak. It's 13,161 feet above sea level. And we did uh, what amounted to a 16-hour hike that day. We got up in the morning, got into the woods even before the sun was up, hiked up to the top of the mountain and hiked back down all in the same day. 
But as we got above the tree line and progressed towards the, the final peak, we were going up a ridge to the final peak. We noticed two people were already on the, the top of the mountain and, and they happened to have a pair of binoculars and they were looking down at us as we progressed towards the peak of the, the highest point in, in New Mexico. And um, as uh, undoubtedly they saw the fact that I had a Razorback cap on because as soon as we got within earshot of the, of the, uh, the, the, uh, the guys at the top of the peak, they were calling the hogs. And so here we were at the top of New Mexico hearing the, the hog call. And when I got up to them, I, I asked them, I said, are you guys Razorback fans? And they said, no, actually we root for Baylor, but um, we also root for anybody that's playing Texas. And you guys beat Texas yesterday. And so we were hog fans yesterday. <laughs> um, and, and so it was just really cool to hear these Baylor fans on the top of New Mexico calling the hogs. So that's my Razorback memory. Um, appreciate you guys listening to us. Um, hopefully I can get Aaliyah to say more next time. She's been pretty quiet tonight, but next time you'll hear more from Aaliyah. In the meantime, go hogs, beat the roosters. Um, have a good night.